but up, but up, but up. A podcast, but up, but up, but up. With parents, but up, but up, but up. Who think they're really funny, but up, but up, but up. You decide, but up, but up, but up. You share it, but up, but up, but up. You listen all through the night. Today I got a text message from somebody and it came up as their phone number because I had yet to save them as a contact. And I was wondering, is there some universal law or rule about standard number of times somebody has a text before you save them as a contact? Because I don't always, people, Hmm. like, Hmm. people say to me, oh, send me a text, like a mother or something, and I'll just type in their phone number and hit the hit send the message and hit send and then maybe if i get like one or two more texts i'm like maybe it's time to create right time to commit right but i feel like you should commit all the time what's the worst thing that's going to happen then you one day when you're waiting in the doctor's office to be seen because you have what you're pretty convinced is a venereal disease but you don't know for sure so you're going to the doctor and you're waiting in the waiting room and you're scrolling your phone because God forbid you look around and remember there are no more brochures to read so you're deep into your phone and you're getting to the point where you're like you know what I'll look at my contact list who haven't I thought about in a long time and you're going to see all these names and you're like why do I have all those people in my phone and did you get the do you have the venereal disease is there something I need you're to not, know about we're, we're, well that wasn't me that's just an it example sure seemed like you were talking about yourself yes I do it's chlamydia, which is a sexually transmitted disease. So you do the math. I don't got it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I think, yes, I think there is I think there is a point on a personal level that you would get to that you would want to add a person. Like, you know, it's, but from a professional perspective, I think you add it almost right away. Like, if you meet someone through work and they're like, oh, just text me if you need me or whatever. You, if it's a work person, you program it right away. Every couple of weeks, <clears throat> I get a phone call from a number that I have no idea who it is. And every couple of weeks, I stare at it. And I say, I don't know who it is. So I silence it. And, and, then, it's... and then I get a voicemail. And I listen to the voicemail. It's a long voicemail. And it's the Buffalo Public Library. I thought you were going to say... That you never recognize the number when the St. Mark's school nurse calls. <clears throat> no, I have because, in, in my... Oh, you do? Oh, because then she always calls me. And I have to say, I'm at work. My husband is the primary caregiver. Please call his phone number, not mine. My hope is that the form we filled out for the nurse does not have a section for primary and spouse, but just says, like, father and mother. And they go for the mother first. They always go for the because mother. Because if it said primary me and then it said alternate you and they still they chose you. They would think you, it was an error. That's rude. But that's the reality of the world we live in. There are no fathers that care for the children. So the, mothers. the library calls me every few weeks to let me know that my, phone, my book is overdue. I don't care. I've never added Buffalo Public Schools into my phone and that one... Call, they call every fucking night with like a yeah. three hour robocall. I mean, their robocalls are so long. That it's almost like listening to like a spoken word or like old timey radio where you would hear a story. Their voicemails are seven minutes long. When you were a kid, did you like 
like scary stories like the story of the hook and the guy with the hook hand like when people would tell you a story like meaning like with the hook hand captain hook no there was like this like my mom would tell us this scary like story. urban legends sort of thing? Yeah, like the kind you would hear like sitting around a campfire. My parents and my aunt my aunt on my dad's side loved to tell these scary stories and I loved to listen to them. But then I would lie in my bed at night trembling. Like I don't want to go confess that I'm terrified now of a man with a hook for a hand scratching yeah. at my car door. You got all of your fear from fireside chats with your grandparents, I got my fears from movies. Once again, I was like the late 20th century and you were from like know, the I was still listening to these things on the radio. We had turned the dial. It was a little fuzzy. Yeah. But I would, I would, I would love it. I'd be like, yeah, tell us a scary story. Like, How I told, old were you? I don't know, any age, I guess. Are you because seven or are you saying like 12? Well, because what I was going to pivot into is that when I was studying abroad and I became good friends with this girl, Beth, she told me the story about how a girl that she grew up with was adopted. And every night, the girl would, would get this sensation that there was someone in her room. Mm. And she would... Like, not look. And then the next morning, the rocking chair in her room had, like, somehow been noticeably altered. It was still like, rocking. Right. Like, the blanket <laughs> was moved or something. So, But it was, like, enough of a coincidence that she was like, this isn't a real thing. And then <clears throat> she moves. They move houses. And the family that has moved into the house catches a man trying to break into the house with a knife. And so this guy had been sitting in her rocking chair watching her. So he like it was like he knew exactly what he was doing. Like some I mean I don't know the way she told the story. It became very real to me like of course this could happen that a stranger would come in and watch you sleep. And so that I was 20 years old and I was terrified. Did you not realize all the Plot holes and flaws of these stories. This gentleman did not see the for sale sign on the front lawn one night. Yep, that's a good point. Yep. And he's like, fuck. Did he not Maybe see he the moving Maybe he was a snowbird. Truck? Maybe he was a snowbird and he had gone to Florida. And he coincidentally came back the day after people had... I don't know if it was it. the day after. But it was sometime very soon. But he also was gone two months prior when the for sale came, sign came out. I guess you're right. It's New York State. You're saying and that's how long it takes to close. the house was on the market... Close. The house was on the it was, market It was, for no, it was like... It, it was, was a nice house? Yeah, it was a really it was nice priced house. Priced accordingly? Yes, the interest rates were incredibly <laughs> low. I mean, whether that movie, whether that story was embellished or not, it's still like a crazy story. Right, but this is what I'm talking about. This concept is like, I like loved to hear these scary stories. And I would get so freaked out by them. Do you remember seeing the documentary about the urban legend of... Cropsy on Staten Island. We watched, we watched it. it together, yeah. Well, and I don't remember any of the plot except for it's like at this like children's hospital on Staten Right, Island. some like psychotic, right? You know, deranged, mentally deranged person. When I was a counselor at my summer 
at my summer house. At the end of the year, they had a sleep out every year. I think I've mentioned to you the numerous times I did not understand girls' advancements in the empty tents. I'm still banking on that. <laughs> that you don't recognize when it's happening to <laughs> um, But a lot of the other counselors were from Staten Island. And the, last, the first year I was there, I was a camper. And the counselors told the stories of Cropsy. And then spent a bunch of the night, like, climbing up a tree and jumping down in front of kids and banging on their tents and scared the shit out of me. I would have shit all over myself. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to Fully Functional Parents. If you just can't get enough of us, check us out on Instagram at Fully Functional Parents. Please and thank you.